0: featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting news. The ESL Empowered, Secure and Loved eight-week relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. This eight-week program fills up really quickly every time we open the doors. So you are going to want to apply ASAP. This program is for you if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good. And if you need those internal shifts that allow you to embody a securely attached woman so you can effortlessly attract that relationship that you want. It also is for you if you need the tools for attracting and maintaining that healthy relationship. The program is designed, obviously, to help you bring in that partner that you can build a long-term, intentional, healthy relationship with, And even more importantly, it is about healing that relationship with your self. This is that internal transformation that is needed when you're ready to step into the relationship that you deserve and to step into the next level of your life. I am personally inviting you to apply if you know that you're ready for help in this area of your life. You can't do it alone. You've tried everything and you are absolutely ready to do the internal work to get the change that you need so you can stop the pain and the heartache in your life and maybe go back into summer, go back into dating, feeling empowered, secure, and loved and ready to attract that relationship that you're so deserving of. If that's you and you're like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I hear you. I know I need this. I am going to take ownership of this area of my life. Enough is enough. I know I deserve what I deserve and I'm going to take action. If that's you, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, use the link there. It's apply now. So apply for the program there, or there will also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you don't wait. Apply now to reserve your spot in the program. Welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I cannot wait to share this tip with you. I was at the beach this weekend and just hanging out. And as many of you know, I'm in a wonderful relationship currently. And this podcast idea came to me and I knew that y'all would benefit from it and that I had to share it. So I want to first off just talk about anxious attachment. All right, so there's many ways to understand anxious attachment and anxious attachment strategies, one core way to think about it is that the fear of losing the relationship outweighs the fear of losing yourself. And if we think about avoidant attachment, it's the other way. I'm scared of losing myself. I'm scared somebody will depend on me too much. I'm scared I'll get hurt. So I'd rather not lose myself at all and forget the relationship, right? So back to anxious attachment, the biggest fear is I will be abandoned. I won't make this work. The person won't love me, etc. And some of the beliefs there are I have to work hard to maintain the relationship. I have to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm not abandoned, that this person knows that I'm invested, etc. cetera. Essentially, the beliefs are I have to work hard in the relationship. And a lot of this can be unconscious and it's learned ways of being, right? I always talk about, this is really important, you develop your attachment style and your attachment strategies out of survival, out of That was what you learned that you had to do in order to have connection. So it's not like you intentionally decide, oh, this is how I want to be in relationships. This comes out of survival. This comes out of early ways of being that you learned I had to be this way to maintain a relationship, to receive love, to be good enough, right? So Anyways, anxious attachment, a survival that you've learned, I have to be a certain way in order to maintain and keep a relationship. And I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the anxiously attached person who is really working hard to move towards secure attachment. And that's a lot of you who talk to me. You're really whether you're avoidantly attached or anxiously attached, you're really working hard to move towards secure attachment. You're doing all the things. And let's say you find yourself in a relationship and it's going well. You get through those first three dates. Lord knows uh, the first three dates can kind of be a big deal these days when you think about the opportunities that there are with dating apps and all the ways we're bombarded with potential matches. Getting through the first three dates can be an accomplishment, right? So you get through these first three dates. It's going well. I want to talk about maintaining the relationship. And I want to talk to you about why I will always be honest that I don't like fly fishing. And you're like, where in the hell is this coming from? Let me tell you, let me tell you. So I'm in a great relationship. I know I say that a lot. And it's true. I've been in great relationships. And this one has many factors that make it a great relationship with so much potential. And I'm super grateful. It's taken me a long time to get here. That's why I coach women. That's why I have the ESL program. I know it's possible I want to help you get to this place and save you time and save you heartache. So if you're interested in the ESL program, please apply. I know what I'm talking about. I'm a clinical psychologist. I've studied attachment theory. I've worked with hundreds of women at this point. I myself have moved towards secure attachment and have the relationship. So if you know you want to get there and you're sick and tired of the dating roller coaster, apply to the ESL program. The link is in my bio. Please do that. Okay. So anyways, let's say I, you're, you're me, you're in this great relationship and I'm talking about the honest truth that I do not like fly fishing. Here's the deal. My partner really enjoys it, wants to do it every single weekend and has time where he's tying flies, where he's researching things. He's going out with guy friends to go fly fishing. The anxiously attached, unhealed version of me, one, would have felt insecure about someone who has a hobby that I really don't know much about and don't want to know about. Two, definitely would have tried to learn about fly fishing to go fly fishing with my partner I would have bought I would have bought the fly fishing outfits lord knows it's not cheap right I would have done all this work to try to join him in this hobby so why does this matter I can tell you this, when you move towards secure attachment, you will honor your time alone, you will be thrilled that you have the time to enjoy your hobbies, the things you're interested in, to turn some of that attention inwards and into things that, that light you up. The important thing to remember is this, when I'm securely attached, I truly believe that when my partner takes care of themselves and they're doing things that they enjoy, that that simultaneously adds value to our relationship, whether or not it has anything to do with me, right? So... Very, very important when we're anxiously attached to get to the place where we can accept that there will be difference in the relationship, that there will be things that I'm super excited about that my partner is not interested in, and there will be things that they love that I want nothing to do with. And that is not only okay, that is beneficial to the relationship. I can tell you about all the past times in serious relationships of molding myself to try to quote unquote, be what I thought the person wanted me to be by sharing their interests or by doing their same hobbies. And all of those times backfired when you are giving away your time and your energy to take on something that you think you should like or some a way that you think you should be so that your partner will love you more and so that you are the person that you think your partner wants you to be, when you start doing that, you start losing yourself. You're also not honoring your truth. You're not honoring your boundaries. And guess what? Unconsciously, this starts to build resentment within you. And it also makes you less attractive to your partner, which I know is like, what? We are doing this thing because we want to be attractive. But what it does is it says like, well, hey, you're more valuable than me. I'm going to put you on the pedestal. You're better than I am. I'm going to do whatever you want to do. And it makes you appear less attractive, less valuable, right? And this anxious attachment strategy that is designed to keep you from being abandoned, in fact, causes you to ultimately either have to really course correct and work with your partner to, okay, let's move towards secure attachment, or it will cause, uh, at least in some way, have some sort of um, impact in the end of the relationship and being abandoned, causing the very thing that you didn't want, right? So incredibly important to learn, I can be in a relationship And I can hold on to the things that I enjoy, the ways of being that are important to me. And I can also honor that my partner has things that are different than me. Sometimes anxious attachment, when we're in that place and we're using those attachment strategies, we will associate difference with fear of being abandoned You'll see this in female friendships too, by the way, if you have anxiously attached female friends, and if you have different viewpoints on things or different ways of dressing or different ways of being in anxiously attached, insecure female friendships, you will see groups of women who all act and think and dress and talk the same. All right. It's not cool because ultimately there are people in that group who are sacrificing their truth and not showing up as themselves so obviously really really important to if you find yourself in the relationship and you find yourself oh my gosh you're taking up anime or you're taking up reading old comics or you're taking up um hunting or you are getting into country music and you've never liked country music before or you're going to music festivals and you hate that, here's what's really important to be able to notice that you're doing it, to ask yourself, why? Why am I doing this? And then to allow yourself to say, I understand there's fear of being abandoned And I want to acknowledge my partner and I can have different interests, different hobbies, and we can still have a securely attached relationship, right? And here's what I also want you to know. Of course, you can introduce each other to hobbies. Of course, you can teach each other new things. You can have a partner that introduces you to a new book series and you find it fascinating and you're reading books together, etc. There, Of course, there are times where you will learn from each other, and that's beautiful. That's beautiful, right? And at the same time, you have to be able to hold on to your truth when, hey, if you try something and it's just not for you or there's something that's really, really important to you and you're not going to give it up, you have to be able to hold on to your truth hold on to your boundaries, and maintain we can be two individuals in a relationship who come together to create secure attachment and can spend quality time together doing things that we both enjoy, but that doesn't have to mean we do absolutely everything together, share the same hobbies, and have to be the same person and think the same way. We can create secure attachment, we can love one another, and we can think differently. And it's important to make space for that, to acknowledge it, because securely attached love makes space for difference and celebrates it. All right, let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know if it's helpful. If you can look back on some of your relationships and be like, oh, yeah, was dating that guy and got really into paintball. Now that paintball gun just sits in my garage and never use it. Let me know what your version is. Maybe it's you took up snowboarding. Maybe it was a type of music Or maybe it was spending all your time on the weekends going garage sailing when you never wanted to do that. Let me know. Was there anything from your past relationships where you did not like something? It wasn't what you wanted to do. And you did it because there was fear of abandonment, whether it was conscious or unconscious. Send me a DM on IG at Dr. Morgan Coaching. Let me know. I want to hear and of course, you know, I appreciate each and every one of you. This podcast has reached over half a million listens. Holy cow. When I started it, had no idea we would reach so many people. And I'm absolutely humbled and honored that you're tuning in. And it means the world to me if you share this podcast with someone who might find it useful. Finding good relationship advice can sometimes be tricky. Um, and if this resonates with you and you think it's helpful and you think it could help somebody else, please share it with them. And if you haven't done so already, take two minutes, leave the podcast, a written review on Apple podcast. That's how it grows. That's how it reaches more people. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon.